0: Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, brothers, welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway. Glad to be back at you again. Hey, we're continuing our study in the book of Luke, and we are in chapter 17 uh before we jump into that i would like to encourage you uh if you're new here uh to understand that this is a podcast for christian men inside of recovery to live an awesome spirit filled life and i would like to encourage you to click on the link that's in the description and join us in our gcr online uh, zoom groups they are a powerful way uh to connect they're a powerful way to establish accountability and uh, discipleship, and you'll be glad that you clicked on that. So Luke 17, we are in, I believe it is verse six, and it says this, and the Lord said, uh, if you had faith as the grain of mustard seed, you will say unto the sycamore tree, be thou uh, plucked up by the root and be planted into the sea, and it should obey you. So um, we're going to jump into this topic, but um, this this uh, is spoken right after they're talking about forgiveness. And if your brother sins against you seven times in one day and he repents, you should forgive him. And the disciples go, Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith. And then he goes into this saying here. So the first word that is brought up, um, in this is if, if, and that is if you have faith and it's important to understand this word, if, because you'll find it throughout the Bible and it stresses a great uh, emphasis on, um, conditions and that is, it, it is, it is a condition, it's dependent upon something else. And I think we, we know and understand uh, uh, conditional in the sense of uh, conditions must be met before a thing must come to pass. And so that's what it's talking about here. And it's stating the case when one or more random variable variables um, must happen before an event can take place. And so there are conditions, there are requirements that must be met, and so that definition is all tied up in this word "if." And I find that uh, uh, in sp- our spiritual life, there there is a great "if," and there's a, a lot of potential, right? um inside of our lives inside of our hearts there's a lot of potential reality but that potential won't become reality in, until certain conditions are met and our our purpose our reaching our full destiny or re- reaching our uh, full potential is very conditional and it's very conditional upon us um believing, receiving, and appropriating that's which is spoken. You'll find inside the Old Testament many, many promises made to the diligent, Uh, especially in the book of Proverbs there. You will see um, blessings and all of these things, and it will be attached to those who are diligent, which means those who who are not lazy, right? And so the very uh, conditions are set the requirement that you must be diligent to be able to receive the benefits of what I'm talking about. And so throughout the Bible, you will find this magic word, if, and we have to understand that we, there is something to do on our part. You see, even the very basic message of salvation that says, if uh, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that God has raised them from the dead, you will be saved. But even in that statement, there is a great if, and that's if we confess, and that, that is if we believe. So the very contingency of, of the salvation is based upon a big if. And I want you to really understand this because the potential inside of our frame, our family, faith, fitness, and finances, the potential is uh, declared. You, you you, will be prosperous. You will be strong and you will be unmovable. And all of these powerful things that are wrapped up inside of the potential of your family, faith, fitness, and finance, that none of those great things will happen if certain things don't take place. And that is if we don't uh, stand in our authority, if we don't step up and take responsibility, if we don't exercise our, our trust in God, then the thing, the good things will not begin to happen. You see, there is God's part, and then there is our part. And we must step up and be willing to do our part. If you're not convinced yet on this, this royal, if uh, revelations three 20 says that Christ stands outside of knocking on the door. And it says, if we open the door, he will come in, right. And have a relationship with us. So I want you to picture this scenario real quick, that there is somebody knocking at your door. And you hear the knock, you 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 decide that you're going to stand up and you're going to go meet the person at the door. You're, and then you decide that you're going to open the door. And then you decide whether you're going to let that person in or not. And all of these are, are, are decisions that are attached to this great if. You see, the person knocking at the door is not going to be let in if we don't get up if we don't go down and if we don't invite them in. So all of this scenario takes place inside of our family, faith, fitness and finances that, that if I'm going to let God in my finances, then I am going to have to take up my responsibility, open the door and let him in. If I'm going to let God into my relationships with my wife and my children I'm going to have to take responsibility. I'm going to have to stand up and I'm going to have to invite him to come in. And this happens with every single area of our life, whether it be our our faith or our fitness, that I have to consciously make a decision that I'm going to be the one to stand up, rise up in my authority and my responsibility, and I'm going to let him in. And what we have today is many people frustrated, right? Right. They're frustrated about their lives and they have major disappointments in the different areas of their life. They look at their family and it's non-existent. Their relationship is falling apart and the relationship with their children is strained and they look at their faith and it's just barely hanging on by a thread. And they look at their fitness and, and uh, their body's falling apart and all of these different things. Then they look at their bank account and it's often empty and there's not enough and there's scarcity and there's not enough resources and all of these things that take place. And they, they happen because we refuse to stand up. We refuse to utilize our authority and we refuse to let God in. And so every deficiency in your life is an area where God is not reigning supreme And if we want to begin to experience holistic living, it's letting God be manifested and powerful in every single area of my life. And that is a royal if. If I am willing to do that, then certain results could take place. You see, God is a God of order, and He set uh, certain foundational laws into place, much like gravity. And one of them is the law of uh, cause and effect, that there are certain behaviors that if you do, you can expect a certain outcome. It's called sowing and reaping. So if you make an investment, you make a deposit, you can expect over a period of time to be to, to experience the effect of that. And so, if we don't rise up and begin to plant positive, powerful seeds, then we are not going to have a powerful, positive harvest. And it takes us rising in our authority and taking our responsibility in doing it. So, 1 John 1.9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth or confess your sins, God is faithful and just and, and willing to forgive our sins. So this great royal if, you know, many people talk about, well, you know, all of my sins are forgiven, right? Yet there might be all kinds of, uh, of uh, things that you have done that you feel uh, no remorse for and that you haven't repented of and that you're holding on to them and you're becoming angry and bitter. And I can guarantee that those things are going to consume you. But if that great uh, conditional thing that if we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. One of my favorite scriptures is about Jesus talking about abiding in me. And we, we've talked about it in this podcast. Um, If you want to take a look at that, I believe it was called the the keys to being fruitful, but he lays out uh, the foundation of relationship and he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. And this great royal if there is that if we choose to abide, and here's the reality that, um, that I know um, from my own life and seeing the life of others, we all want the success we all want to begin to, to prosper and, and begin to grow and begin to succeed. But all of those things are, are, are very conditional. And they're attached to these, these big if statements. You see, when Jesus said that there would be fruitfulness, there would be growth, you would abound in much fruit, and so shall you be my disciples. All of that was conditional upon choosing to abide in him and him to abide in us. And so it's the conscious choice of the will of my faith, reaching out to God and saying, you know what, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to abide in you. And Christ says, I will remain in you also. So everything that we want, you know, inside of this life is um, dealt back to us in a contingency that it is there for us to have, but there is a a great if statement to it. There is a great contingency uh, from that to take place. Psalms 34, uh, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And what we have is people, men, who want to receive the desires of their heart, right? I don't know any man out there who doesn't want, you know, the desires of their heart. Um, but the the key correlation or the key, if there, is to delight yourself in the Lord. And so that is the contingency. That is what is required. And what I find today is that you know we don't receive the things that we want is because we don't we're not willing to do what is required and we're we're praying for it to uh, uh, to receive it as a gift with no um with no effort on our part and we we take this salvation message of of by grace through faith right and we begin to think that um, that we don't have to do anything for a great marriage that we don't have to do anything for a positive relationship with our children and that we don't have to do anything to achieve great health and that we don't have to do anything to have our, po- our bank account, you know, with a sufficient amount of money where we're not living in scarcity. And the reality is, is that if you're waiting on God to do it, you're going to be waiting for a long time. And that is God has decided to set a law in motion of cause and effect. And once we begin to realize that, we, became, we can tap into His source, into His power, into His strength to begin to accomplish great things. But if we're just waiting for God to do it, then it's never going to come. And people pray, God, fix my marriage. God, fix my marriage, right? And they're not willing to pick up a book on how to beat a better husband, and people are praying, God, you know, uh, my faith is dwindling. I'm dying away. And they're not willing to pick up their Bible. Or God, you know, I'm so, so tired of being broke and living in poverty. God, please, like, send a check in the mail. God, please work this out. They're not willing to get up and work. And we have this mindset, and these limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck. And it even goes to a great revival of the nation, right? Where, where we're looking to God that, you know, someday he's going to move. Someday he's going to demonstrate his power in some sovereign fashion, right? And we're praying, God, move, God, move. And God is saying, won't you move? You know, I dwell and live inside of you and I have empowered your heart and your life. And it's time for you to Move. And this is the mindset that will free us from those things. So Proverbs 3, uh, uh, verse 5 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And so, this direction of of being led by God and 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 directing my path as far as you know, leading me beside the still waters, and all of these things, that the the great contingency is, I need to place my confidence in the Lord, and don't think that I got everything all figured out, lean to my own understanding, and lastly, acknowledge Him and he will begin to direct our paths you see all the contingency things where where God is requiring man to step up and I want you to think about it in this fashion because it'll be very helpful to grab this analogy that you have a son who's in a um, who's of age right let's just say he's 18 you have a son who's 18. And he's wanting you to take care of everything. And that is buy him a car, um, buy him clothes. Um, he doesn't want to work, right? He doesn't want to uh, go get a job. So um, he's sponging off you. Uh, still living at home, uh, has no plans for the future. And is saying, you know, God, Father, let's just say Father, right? Daddy, (laughs) you're my provider, and I'm just going to stay in this condition forever. And what we don't understand is that we we take on that mindset when we take on these limiting beliefs, and we don't understand that that God wants to give us these things, right? But the very contingency of of receiving has a contingency, and that is if you want... um, If you want something to be given to you, uh, Jesus said you had to ask. And the very contingency of that being given to you was for you to make your request. So there was a something that I must do on my part that would bring about the process of getting what I want. Jesus even goes a step further. If you wanted to find something, you have to seek. And that's why he said, "Ask it and it shall be given unto you; seek and you shall find." The b- before you obtain, before you find, before you discover is a seeking, is a pursuing, is a desire and a longing. And many people just want to discover all these things and they want to be given all these things, but they don't understand that the condition is that you got to ask and you got to seek. And lastly, Jesus said that if you knock, the door will be open unto you. And we have a lot of people that are a lot of men that are looking for open doors, right? Right? open doors inside of their frame family faith fitness and finance god open doors open doors and he says you know what if you ask if you seek if you knock then the door will be open unto you but the great contingency is man's responsibility and that is to rise in your authority to get up and do what is required You see, we know this in the natural, right? That if I wanted a great body, uh, as far as a top-notch shape and fitness, if I wanted to look a certain way, then I'm going to have to do what is required to get that. And that is based upon actions, daily habits, and behaviors, and we look at marriages, right, that are on fire, that are rocking and doing great things. They're, they're um, building um, powerful stuff together and all of these things and say, you know what, if I want that, I'm going to have to do what is required to get that. That means that I'm going to have to communicate. I'm going to have to spend time. I'm going to have to uh, uh, begin to face conflict and, and create win-win scenarios, right? And the same thing with business, we look at people that have, you know, all kinds of money and they're, they're entrepreneurs and they're creating and and they're doing great things. And we look at that and say, oh man, they're, they're just so blessed, right? They had everything handed to them and blah, 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 not understanding that they did the work and they were willing to do what is required, And here's the bottom line that I faced a long time ago, that if there's any area in my life that's not quite right, that I'm severely suffering in, that is the area that I'm not willing to do what is required. And I need more revelation in that area, and I need uh, more faith to begin to uh, mobilize myself into positive actions. Lastly, Isaiah says this in 26.3, you will keep him at perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so we all want for and long for this perfect peace, right? We just want to uh, live in peace and be peaceful and all of these different things, uh, not understanding that the perfect peace comes when our mind is stayed on him and our trust is reached out to him. So the contingency of this peace thing is, is for us to keep our minds on him and begin to trust in him, right? And so Jesus said, if you have faith, if you have, and I want you to understand this word because there's so many things that the Bible says we have, um, And it's a big list and I encourage you to, to look it up on a Bible search software and just put you have, or we have, and all of these things. And you, you'll find some awesome things that the Bible says that you, you have and hold right now as your possession. You see, if you have something, that means you are the, uh, you are in in ownership. That means that it is in your possession and it means that it is at your disposal, You see, if you have something, it is in your hand or you, you hold it and uh, you, you own it as a property, right? And so it's important for us to understand that if we have, if we hold and possess faith, that is, we have it and we hold it inside of our hand and have possession of it. What's crazy about this word is uh, where, where we get the English word echo. And that's what it is. If you have, uh, have is the word uh, echo. And that is merely this, that we are taking on the mindset that we are going to repeat. That we're taking on the mindset that we're going to imitate uh, somebody or someone. And that we're taking on the mindset that we are going to be a, a reflection of Of someone. And when you, when you think about faith or having faith in that uh, fashion, you can begin to really understand what God is talking about here. And that is if we be, be willing to imitate him. And that is that we see what he does and that we follow suit. And this is what Jesus said he does. He said, I only do what I see the father do. And so he was an echo. He was a reflection of the father and he was an imitation. Okay. And so this idea of echo says, you know, whatever I hear God say, that's what I'm going to say. And whatever I see God do, that's what I'm going to do. And that I'm going to fashion my life in that way, because this is a person who closely imitates and repeats another's words, ideas, and actions. And so that's what um, that's what Jesus is saying here is if you have faith, if you're going to closely imitate and repeat another's words, actions, and ideas. So this word faith, uh, it has uh, so, so much meaning. Uh, the one that touches my heart the most is just simply trust in God. Faith is trust in God. But to break them down for you, it means persuasion, opinion held with Complete assurance. That is, if you have an opinion held with complete assurance, you'll have what Jesus says. So listen to what Jesus says here in this "if," just in case you forgot. Uh, if you, um, let me see where did it go. Sorry about that. If the Lord said, uh, the Lord said, if you if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll say to the sycamore tree. Be plucked out by the root and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. So Jesus correlates these this kind of results of, of, of the words coming out of your mouth and saying something and it happening and it yielding to you because of your faith. And he doesn't he doesn't say it even has to be that strong, right? So many of us have uh, these trees or these mountains inside of our lives. And they are big problems, right? They consume us every day. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. the, The casting away of the thing that is destroying you, your problem, your mountain. And you speaking to that mountain or speaking to that tree. And it yielding to you. And the contingency is faith. Are, do you hold this idea in complete assurance? Are you um, are you convinced? I'll go ahead and, and go through the words of faith here right now, but credence, believing in someone's clout or credibility, conviction, a strong persuasion of belief, the state of being convinced, reliance, depending and leading on somebody else. Assurance, the state of being certain, assured, freedom from self-doubt and uncertainty, and lastly, fidelity, steadfast in allegiance, true to the facts, to the standard, to the original, full of faith, and firm in adherence. That means you're firm in your convictions. So I want you to think about this for a moment, that all of these contingencies that we know to be true. And they all depend upon us rising up in our authority, taking responsibility, and beginning to exercise our our trust in God. You see, faith is not real faith unless it's um, dependence and reliance upon somebody else. There are a lot of ideas of fake faith out there, uh, that faith is some sort of energy that can manifest whatever you want and all these this that and the other thing, but faith is just merely our response or our confidence in the credibility and the clout of somebody else. And that person who has clout and credibility is God himself. And that we are fully persuaded that he loves us and we are fully convinced that we are his child and that we have the complete assurance that uh, what we say is going to happen. So now we take all this down to Jesus said, even if you had mustard seed, and that is if you just have a little bit of assurance, it'll grow into something great. If you just have a little bit of faith in God's clout and credibility, and that he is able to do what he said, then it'll grow into something great. If you just have a little bit of conviction that says, you know what? I am convinced and I am convicted and I am uh, that this is the way that I want to live. If you just have a little bit of reliance and leaning on God, it'll grow into something big and powerful. If you have just a little bit of certainty that something will begin to happen. It can grow into something great. So everybody looks at the size of faith and we say, man, I wish I had faith like that. And we look at biblical characters and we say, man, this guy was just awesome. I wish I had faith like that. And God says, if you had the faith as a little tiny mustard seed, you can accomplish and produce powerful powerful things in your life so where in your life are you not operating in faith it wouldn't take much to look it's the it's the area that you find the most discouragement and disappointment and ask yourself are you willing to grab a hold of just a little bit of trust in god a little bit of leaning on him and say you know what my ear is open to what you want to speak to me in this area of my life. And I'm going to yield to the process. I challenge you to do that today. And I I promise you that if you begin to yield uh, and listen to the Spirit of God, that some powerful things will begin to happen. All right, brothers, I will see you later. Peace.